Section 13C. Change in Problem Solving. 13.9. Organizational Change. Change is inevitable. We know changes are taking place every day, all around us. Change is appropriate when there is a perceived gap between what the norms are and what they should be. Organizational change is not automatic. It is the deliberate adoption of a new idea or behavior by an organization and the establishment of new norms. These norms can involve technology, tasks, structure, and resources, including people. First, leaders must do their part to create an organizational climate conducive to change by explaining the limitations or shortfalls of the present process and the possibilities and benefits of the proposed change. Next, leaders must facilitate the change itself by walking airmen through the change, explaining the details and answering questions. Finally, leaders should show appreciation for those who contribute to the change and help refocus those who do not. Tough-minded, realistic optimism is the best quality a leader can demonstrate when coping with change. Resistance to change. The first reaction to change is often perceived as resistance. An essential element for preventing or overcoming resistance to change is establishing a well-thought-out plan. Planning enables the change agent, the person advocating for or leading the organizational change, to build confidence, anticipate questions, develop courses of action, and address opposing perceptions. Five of the most common responses to change are briefly described here. Distrust. Imposed change that significantly affects an organization will often be met with tough questions to ensure the change purpose and intent is clearly understood. Leaders who are not prepared to clarify or explain thought processes behind the change will not easily overcome employee doubt and will struggle to gain employee buy-in. Uncertainty. When faced with impending change, people may experience fear of the unknown or see the change as a threat to organizational stability and their job security. Employees may wonder if they will still have a job, if they will be able to do the new job, or if they will have to learn a new program or process. Self-interest. People often consider the position they currently have or their role in the existing environment and question the direction and capabilities of those in positions of power after the change is implemented. Different perception, no felt need for change. Even if you think people recognize the need for change, they may see the situation differently, particularly if the change has been dropped on them. Maintain an environment of open communication to build support for the change and reduce the amount of employees who inwardly resist it. Overdetermination. Ironically, Organizational structure may be a barrier to change. For example, a mechanistic structure that relies on strict procedure and lines of authority may be so rigid that it inhibits change and possibly damages professional relationships. 13.10. Reducing Perceived Resistance to Change Successful change management depends on addressing causes of resistance and improving the change implementation process. There are several approaches leaders can take to implement change successfully. Education and communication. Open communication is necessary throughout the change process and helps reduce uncertainty. Educating people about the need for and expected results of a change should reduce resistance. Participation and involvement. Leaders reduce resistance by actively involving those affected in designing and implementing change.
Involving people in the change process helps generate ownership and commitment to the change. Facilitation and support. Leaders should introduce the change to employees gradually and provide additional training if needed. Reinforcement and encouragement help facilitate the power of high expectations throughout the organization. Negotiation and agreement. Leaders may choose to offer incentives to those who continue to resist the change. In difficult times, negotiated agreements can help focus and remind employees of the changes agreed upon as the change process progresses. Coercion. Coercion is a forcing technique used to make employees accept change. Coercion can negatively affect attitudes and can potentially cause long-term negative consequences. Coerced compliance is not recommended and requires constant leadership oversight to ensure the change remains in effect. 13.11. Three-Stage Change Process Although there are a wide range of various change processes, the change process model proposed by renowned social psychologist Kurt Lewin recommended leaders view change as a three-stage process, unfreezing, changing, and refreezing. In the three-stage change process, leaders, change agents, must analyze restraining or opposing forces and devise ways to reduce them to overcome resistance. At the same time, leaders must recognize and strengthen supporting forces, which are those forces pushing toward change. After analyzing the forces for and against change and developing a strategy to deal with them, leaders can attend to the change itself. Stage 1. Unfreezing Once the need for change is recognized, the three-stage change process begins with unfreezing. Unfreezing is a deliberate management activity to prepare people for change by knowing and going where issues may exist. The most neglected yet essential part of unfreezing is creating an environment where people feel the need for change. A key factor in unfreezing involves making people knowledgeable about the importance of a change and how it will affect their jobs or the overall organizational structure. By pointing out problems or challenges that currently exist in the organization, leaders are able to generate a need in the people who will feel the greatest effect of the change. Stage 2. Changing. After unfreezing, the next stage in the three-stage change process is changing. The changing stage involves modifying technology, tasks, structures, or distribution of people. During the changing stage, the organization moves from the old state or the previous norms to the new state by installing new equipment, restructuring work centers, or implementing procedures. In short, changing is anything that alters the previously accepted status quo. The change agent in this stage is essential. Change needs to be monitored as it occurs by paying close attention to the people most affected by the change. Signs of implementing the change too early may include negative reactions from employees. In some instances, systems are not completely ready and production may bog down. Be prepared to receive and respond to feedback in any number of forms to ensure the change unfolds as successfully as possible. Being involved and available throughout the process will allow leaders to react quickly to issues as well as provide support to employees who are dealing with the issues of the change firsthand. Encouragement and involvement in the changing stage may be very similar to that applied during the unfreezing stage. Note, it is a leader's responsibility to be receptive to the needs of the organization and its employees. Readdressing unfreezing techniques is better than forcing a change that causes more problems than it resolves. Stage 3. Refreezing 
The third and final stage in the three-stage change process is refreezing. After implementing a change, it is time to lock in or refreeze the desired outcomes and the new norms so they become permanent. Actively encouraging and reinforcing the use of new techniques is a way of helping the new behavior stick. A critical step in refreezing is remaining engaged and evaluating results to determine if the change reached the desired effect or if the new process needs more support, instruction, training, or time. Positively reinforcing desired outcomes is crucial during the refreezing stage. Rewarding people when they do something in alignment with the change emphasizes the value of the new procedures or behaviors and helps freeze them into place. Highlighting successful change helps reduce the desire to return to the old way of doing things. In many cases, change agent can call attention to the success of the change and show where it works while also being receptive to feedback in areas that may cause lingering issues or continued frustration. In this case, the change agent must evaluate results reinforce the desired outcomes, and make constructive modifications as needed. 13.12. Continuous Process Improvement The use of Continuous Process Improvement, CPI, increases operational capabilities while reducing associated costs by applying proven methodologies to all processes associated with fulfilling the Air Force mission. CPI is a comprehensive philosophy of operations built around the concepts that there are always ways a process can be improved to better meet mission customer requirements. Organizations must constantly strive to make those improvements based on performance metrics that align to strategic objectives, and efficiencies should be replicated to the extent practical. CPI is a hallmark of highly successful organizations is a major graded area in the Air Force Inspection System, AFI 90-201, the Air Force Inspection System, and is a Commander's Responsibility, AFI 1-2, Commander's Responsibilities. Continuous Process Improvement Methodologies Air Force CPI incorporates aspects of four major methodologies. A practical problem-solving method may simultaneously draw from more than one of these CPI processes. Lean Lean is a methodology focused on workflow, customer value, and eliminating process waste. Lean is unique from traditional process improvement strategies in that the primary focus is on eliminating non-value-added activities. Six Sigma Six Sigma is a rigorous, data-driven methodology for process improvement focused on minimizing waste through identifying, controlling, and reducing process variation. Business Process Reengineering Business process reengineering is a comprehensive process requiring a change in the fundamental way business processes are performed. Business process reengineering identifies unnecessary activities and eliminates them wherever possible. Theory of constraints. Theory of constraints is a systematic approach to optimize resource utilization by identifying, exploiting, subordinating, elevating, and reassessing constraints, bottlenecks in the process. 13.13. Practical Problem-Solving Method At the core of Air Force CPI is the Practical Problem-Solving Method, a standardized and structured approach to problem-solving in the commercial industry and adopted by the Air Force. The Practical Problem-Solving Method, as shown in Figure 13.1, is an eight-step process used to clarify problems, identify root causes, and develop appropriate countermeasures to achieve change. Step 1. Clarify and validate the problem. 
The first step to effective problem solving is to clearly understand the problem, often best accomplished by developing a problem statement. A well-defined problem statement uses data to identify where the problem's occurring, determine the impact of the problem, and compare performance against a standard with scope and direction. A problem statement does not assume a root cause, solution, or countermeasure, but should include visual tools to depict the current state. The who, what, when, where, and significance of the problem statement should be validated by data. This is done by collecting and analyzing data to validate the existence and magnitude of the problem. If data does not exist, the effort should be paused to collect and analyze the needed data before moving forward. Step 2. Break down problem and identify performance gaps. Understanding what appropriate data is required and the ability to interpret that data is paramount to performance gap analysis. Step 2 effectively frames and supports the problem in Step 1. Once the problem statement has been identified and answers the who, what, when, where, and significance of the problem, further analyze the data in comparison to the expected outcome. The expected outcome is the objective from which to measure the gap between the current state and the end state, the expected outcome, and highlight opportunities for improvements, also called the performance gap. Step 3. Set improvement targets. Air Force leaders establish a vision of what an organization will strive to become, the ideal state. In Step 3, process owners or project managers set improvement targets based on expected outcomes and strategic goals and objectives. Targets help define the required performance levels to achieve the desired end state. Targets should be challenging but achievable. Step 4. Determine root cause. Air Force leaders often find themselves addressing problems which have been solved many times when previous problem-solving efforts were directed at symptoms of a problem rather than the root cause. Root cause analysis often involves applying a trade-off between digging as deeply as possible as opposed to finding the deepest point within the team's sphere of influence. The correct root cause should be validated by using the same data used to define the problem in Step 1. Step 5. Develop countermeasures. Step 5 is where potential root causes are addressed with countermeasures. Consideration should be given to the most practical, efficient, and effective countermeasures. Valid countermeasures will close performance gaps and should move the organization closer to the ideal state. When developing countermeasures, strive for process improvement change that is sustainable and repeatable. At the end of Step 5, Obtain a vector check to ensure strategic alignment with the desired outcome is still moving in the appropriate direction. Remember, the impact of a solution is a combination of the quality of the solution and the acceptance of the solution by people who implement it. Judiciously involving employees in the development of countermeasures generates buy-in and ownership of the solution and its success. Step 6. See Countermeasures Through Step 6 is seeing countermeasures through to execution and tracking detailed implementation plans for each countermeasure approved in Step 5. Reviews and progress checks should be updated regularly on all tasks until countermeasures have been implemented or until deemed unnecessary. Step 7. Confirm results and process. Step 7 compares the results of implemented countermeasures to the identified performance gaps, improvement objectives targets, and the expected outcome. Sustainability and repeatability of the improved process should be verified. 
Results are measured by data and analyzed to confirm the project's intent. Processes should be monitored for performance relative to the baseline developed in steps one and two, relative to targets established in step three, and relative to the solution implementation. Illustrate confirmed results with appropriate data tools, which link back to performance gaps and improvement targets. Incorrect root cause determination is the most common mistake made during CPI efforts. If targets are not met, it may be necessary to return to step four. Step eight, standardize successful processes. Step eight is the most commonly neglected step of the entire practical problem-solving method. However, it is important to ensure the results of the efforts made in previous steps are codified. In step eight, consider answers to the following three questions. What is needed to standardize the improvements? Possible answers may include a submission to the Airman Powered by Innovation program or change requests for technical orders, instructions, manuals, material, and suppliers. How should improvements and lessons learned be communicated? The wing process manager should be made aware of the success. Inputting information into the Air Force CPI portal, conducting key meetings, writing publications, utilizing public affairs, informing the chain of command, or populating data collection sites. Were other opportunities or problems identified by the problem-solving model? This project may have identified additional problem-solving opportunities that should be recognized and addressed. 13.14. Levels of problem-solving. Consistently applied, the practical problem-solving method provides an excellent tool for making data-driven decisions with regard to management, process change, and the sharing of best practices ensuring actions lead to the desired results with minimal waste. It also ensures the results are aligned with the needs of the organization. Three different levels of effort are available for accomplishing this method initiative. As a standardized template for solving problems and performing process improvement initiatives, the practical problem-solving method is flexible enough to be effective at any of the following three levels. Just do it. Also called point improvement, the just-do-it approach involves one person or a small team and can be accomplished in less than a day. Examples could be using torque wrenches instead of adjustable wrenches or routing paperwork electronically rather than through physical distribution channels. Rapid Improvement Event A rapid improvement event consists of a small team of individuals, usually subject matter experts, and can be accomplished in less than a week. It is designed to develop and implement countermeasures after appropriate project preparations have been made. Examples could be improving aircraft servicing cycle times or improving first-time pass yields on task management tool taskers. 13.15 Project Management Although there are many definitions of project management, for the purpose of this reading, Project management is defined as the process of leading, coordinating, planning, and controlling a diverse and complex set of processes and people in the pursuit of achieving an established objective. With this definition in mind, it is important to emphasize that a project is not a program. Programs are ongoing. A project is temporary, based on an established objective that has a generalized time frame attached to it. Project Management Steps Project management uses a unique array of terminology to identify and communicate its principles and uses. Basic terminology is primarily found in the steps of project management and is explained below. Define the project objective. Identify the objective or improvement to be achieved by the project. What is being satisfied by the project? 
What is the expected outcome? Develop solution options. How many ways might you go about solving the problem? Of the available alternatives, which do you think will best solve the problem? Plan the project. Planning is nothing more than answering questions. What must be done? By whom? How? For how much? When? And so on. Execute the plan. People sometimes go to great lengths and efforts to put together a plan, but then fail to follow it. Follow your plan. Monitor and control progress. The project manager must monitor and control by being present and making appropriate decisions. This is where to determine whether or not the plan was sound and make adjustments. Are we on target? If not, what must be done? Should the plan be changed, modified? What else have we learned? Close the project. Once the objective has been achieved, there is still a final step that should be taken. Document and discuss lessons learned. What went well? What didn't? And what should be addressed? 13.16 Project Management Constraints Constraints are numerous for all activities we endeavor, but constraint consideration is crucial for project management. Quality, time, and cost are among the main constraints most often realized in project management. Quality. Quality refers to being in accordance with the requirement, the specifications. Time. Time refers to the amount of time you have to complete the project. Cost. Cost refers to your resource constraints to include money, manpower, machinery, and materials. One of the constraints, quality, time, or cost, will be your driver for the project. The driving constraint for your project will have an impact on the other two constraints. Ensure you take this into consideration when making decisions about the project's objective and adjust the management of your project accordingly. It is incumbent upon a project manager to provide leadership and use good team-building techniques to establish a sound project objective and generate the solution options necessary to achieve those objectives. 13.17 Project Management Planning Once options are developed, the most important and time-consuming aspect of project management must occur, planning the project. Planning a project involves activities that answer the questions who, what, when, where, and how. Techniques of special importance to use during planning are gathering important information creating a work breakdown structure, and conducting a task analysis. Regardless of the method of planning used, the completion of the tasks in a sense of order and timeliness, made foreseeable through the task of analysis, ensures project completion is more likely to succeed. Be smart objectives. Ultimately, the goal of project management is to achieve the objective of the project in the most logical, sensible manner. Once realization of the steps of project management is attained, accomplishing these steps requires understanding of B-SMART terminology. Throughout any project, beginning with step one, the concept of B-SMART should be taken into consideration. B-SMART is an acronym which has been given a number of equally valuable meanings, depending on the context or circumstances. B, balanced. Ensure goals are bold yet balanced across the multiple fronts of organizational output and multiple targets. S. Specific. Specific objectives targets should answer who is involved, what is to be accomplished, where it is to be done, when it is to be done, which requirements and constraints exist, and why purpose the objective is being accomplished. M. Measurable. 
Establish criteria for measuring progress toward and attainment of each objective target milestone until the desired objective is met. A. Attainable. Ensure applicable resources are available and objectives tasks within acceptable levels of risk are possible. It may also be helpful to use action-oriented statements rather than passive voice. R. Results-focused. Link to the mission, vision, and goals, and ensure they are meaningful and relevant to the user. Good objectives must be obtainable yet purposeful. T. Time-bound. Provide data for completion. Targeted dates provide periodic and overall accountability. B-Smart Objective Example A B-Smart objective is one that is understandable, quantifiable, and precise. When the principles of B-Smart are applied to a project, a project objective, such as renovate the office area, will be considerably more defined. A B-Smart project objective would look like complete a renovation of the office area by 30 June 2021 at a cost not to exceed $12,000. Work Breakdown Structure A work breakdown structure is a technique based on dividing a project into subunits or work packages. Since all the elements required to complete the project are identified in the work breakdown structure, the chances of neglecting or overlooking an essential step are minimized. A work breakdown structure is typically constructed with two or three levels of detail. Although more levels are common, depending on the complexity of a project, such a structure for your project will permit you and others who see the work breakdown structure to readily identify what needs to be done, spot omissions which might later affect the outcome of the project, and make suggestions for improving and expanding the work breakdown structure. The amount of breakdown is an element the project manager and the project team must decide upon. Task Analysis Similar to the work breakdown structure, the amount of detail needed for a task analysis depends on the task involved and the desires of the project manager and project team. The more complex the project, the greater the importance of detailed task analysis. Information contained in the task analysis, which is not depicted in a work breakdown structure, includes task milestones, how the milestones can be measured, and resources or requirements. Project managers may delegate the task analysis for each task to the appropriate person. Once compiled, final decisions on task assignments and budgetary concerns can be addressed. The task analysis is what provides the crucial information for determining how the tasks of the project interrelate. It is imperative to establish the proper sequencing of tasks prior to beginning a project to ensure the efficiency of the project.